0: Welcome back to Let's Go Michigan with Jeff Sloan on WJR. Once again, with a 5,000-foot view of Michigan business and events, here's Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to Let's Go Michigan. Chris and Mark, an industry here that's near and dear to us for a couple of reasons here in the state of Michigan. One reason why it's near and dear to us is because it provides great recreation to those of us who love to participate in this particular sport, or recreation, however you want to say it, and that is skiing in the winter And Kristen, you found an article we want to feature now that really underscores the economics of ski resorts and the fact that they're actually bringing in some record numbers.
1: That's right. We're going to have Mark Dent on with us. He's a reporter for The Hustle, and he's talking to us about how the ski resorts across the United States are raking in profits.
0: Yeah, indeed. He published his article, Powder and Profits, the Economics of Ski Resorts. Mark's always great to have on our show. We appreciated him very much. does such a great job reporting on a wide range of subject matter. Mark, this is a time when even in spite of global warming and climate change and all the rest, skiing is really hot these days and there's a couple of reasons for that mark you just published an article and you point out that the snow business the skiing business in particular snowboarding and skiing is anything but chill these days record numbers of revenues record numbers of skiers and all the rest tee it up for us tell us
2: what's going on and maybe give us at a high level to
0: kick this off what's driving the change
2: yeah so last year during like the last ski season There was around 65 million skier and snowboarder visits at American resorts. There are nearly 12 million total skiers, and and both of these were records. You know, there's more people who are skiing than ever in the U.S. And there's a couple kind of main reasons for this, And, and the first one being like these two corporations have really started to dominate the industry. And secondly, those two corporations introduced season passes, and that has really just changed how everything works in skiing these days.
1: I want to just jump in here a second, because my family skis, Jeff, your family skis. yeah. The season pass is a huge incentive for us as a family to ski, but also the fact that now resorts are becoming more than just a ski hill. They're becoming Mm. just that. They're becoming resorts. So they're beefing up their accommodations, their bars, their restaurants, all the rest of the activities that you can do when you go to these resorts. So I feel like you're right. I can absolutely see how the number of skiers and snowboarders has quadrupled.
2: One resort owner described like his resort to me as like a little city. They have restaurants, they have childcare in the form of ski lessons, I suppose, but nevertheless, and hotels, some of the really big resorts, obviously, they they own not only hotels, they own condos. And so it's like places where people actually live. So it is, they're really like, they're kind of their own, like little ecosystem of their own. And I think you're right, like in in the sense there's so much more people going, which has has become really good for like the operators of those resorts. The the interesting thing though, where I mentioned these two big corporations who own between them, it's it's Vail Resorts Mm -hmm. and Altera Mountain Company, between them, they own around 60 ski resorts uh, or just under 60, I think. And they've kind of really changed uh, the way some of these mountain towns are. In ways that are good and bad, right? You know, it's technically good for the local economy to have these big crowds, but there's also a little bit of overcrowding. And they've also had the general kind of corporate efficiencies where they've had job losses in a lot of these mountain towns, too. So record number means about 12 million people total go skiing in a year, which is just a fraction of the U.S. population. But it has a huge impact on uh, certain places. Yeah. I
0: mean, for those of us who live here in Michigan, for example, and we've got the Boyne Resort organization that I think is the third largest, actually. So they must be uh, seeing some of the same benefit from the season ski passes and all the rest that's driving the increased interest in skiing and activity and skiing and the numbers and the revenues and all the rest. Listen, uh, it's really important to us here in the state of Michigan. Now, I mentioned global warming. There were a couple of weeks, Kristen, two or three where we had some snow. But I got to tell you, Global warming is a factor. What are you hearing from the ski industry about its impact? And again, in spite of whatever that impact is, still record numbers, what are you learning about the impact of global warming, Mark?
2: Well, from what I've heard from most people is that they're not all that concerned about it yet. I mean, they're well aware that climate change is happening and that things probably will change but right now people i talked to in colorado and on the east coast you know they were just kind of like you know we're getting around the same level of snow as we have for the last many years for the last decades in some ways maybe it comes you know at different times or maybe it'll be a really heavy amount of snow and certainly there's like a little bit more rain on the east coast which is the worst that you can ask for because people don't want to go skiing in that so yeah i mean snow making has definitely become a lot more important but it's been important for a while because if, if you don't have enough snow, you know, you can't be open and you can't make money. Now, that said, we're talking about season passes here that you mentioned. That has kind of changed things around to where you still need to put on a good product. Right. I do have a lot of snow. But because so many of these ski resorts are selling season passes at the beginning of the year. They
0: collect the revenue regardless, right? For that year. Yeah. They
2: make money before the mountain opens, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, so Vale Resorts really kind of popularized these. They weren't the first to do it in Colorado, there was this resort called Winter Park that started to just do a season pass only at Winter Park in the late 90s. And then it kind of took off from there where you had in the late 2000s, Vail Resorts, which was starting to buy all these resorts said, okay, just pay like a few hundred dollars. That's all it was back then. And this was in like, you know, 2007, 2008, you could pay 500 plus dollars and you'd be able to visit five resorts as often as you wanted. And it was immensely popular that first year. I mean, it it sold, I believe, tens of thousands of passes, but it's become so much more popular. Vail now has close to 40 resorts. So their pass means that you can go to any of them as often as you want. You know, they have ones all over the world now. Right. And so in 2023, for last year's ski season, or rather for this year's ski season, They sold 2.4 million season passes, which accounts for around $900 million in sales. And that's the vast majority of the money that they make off of tickets, if you will. And what it's done is that it's allowed them also for people who want to buy individual tickets, they've really raised the rates on those because it's just kind of seen as like you need to buy that. Season yep. pass, yep. or if not for the full season, some kind of pass. Yeah,
1: right. They've outpriced the day pass skier. I mean, a day pass at some of these places are 100, 200, 300, 400 right. just for a day pass. That's insane.
0: And that forces you into the season
2: pass, right?
1: How is this affecting the independent ski resorts?
2: This is, I think, to me, like the, the most interesting and most surprising thing about the entire ski industry. Independent resorts are actually kind of happy with Vail Resorts and with Altera Mountain Company. They have this outsized influence, which you would think could be worrisome for independent resorts. That's how it, how it works in a lot of industries. But I was, for instance, talking to this one ski resort owner who has East Berkshire, which is like a longtime resort in Massachusetts that's been in his family for you know around 60 years. And he told me that before Vail Resorts started buying up different resorts in New England that there was like another owner that had a bunch of resorts and they were kind of like small time version of Vail. And that was worrisome because they were still kind of being a little bit local while also having like this incredible buying power. But once Vail Resorts came in, they just started to play this entirely different game to where they didn't really care about these group discounts or cheap midweek tickets or anything like that, which are how like independent resorts stand out. And so it's really given independent resorts, actually a lot of breathing room, because what they do is so much different from what Vale Resorts does and from what Altera Mountain Company does. And so basically you have millions, because it is a lot of people who want to go to Vale Resort Mountains or Altera Mountains, millions of people. Just to put in perspective real quick, we mentioned 2.4 million season passes. Remember, only around 11 to 12 million skiers in the US. So one out of every five, give or take buys that pass. So anyway, but they all go to the Vale Mountains and the Vale Resort Mountains, they get pretty crowded and uh, a lot of people don't like the big crowds. Mm -hmm. So then they go to these independent mountains and the independent mountains. They also have their own pass called the Indy Pass, which has proved very popular. So they've seen record revenues, record skiers over the last five years, and uh, they're doing very well.
0: Mark, let me ask you this. You mentioned the pass as being a major factor as to why there's increased interest in and activity in uh, skiing and snowboarding. What about just more people coming into the population as skiing enthusiasts? Is that general population of skiers and snowboarders growing these days? Is it becoming more popular?
2: Yeah. In terms of like I was saying that aggregate number of skiers around 12 million or so total in the US, That that's a record number and it's up from about 10 million from 15 years ago. And those people are skiing more often. There's no doubt about that. I mean, people I've talked to in Colorado had kind of told me that it's like in the past, you know, maybe your ski weekend would start on Friday and you'd leave on Sunday or or maybe you'd even just go on Saturday. Now it's like you go on friday and then you ski all day friday all day saturday and all day sunday or maybe even come on thursday to beat the traffic because right. again a lot of these mountains are getting pretty crowded is kind of like the downside to all this popularity and earlier kristen you were talking about how there's all these amenities at these resorts so when the, you have the season passes with people who want to come on Thursday instead of Friday or Friday instead of Saturday, that just gives them an extra day to go to the restaurant. That's right. To go to the bar. And, and so that allows them to make a little more revenue. That said, these season passes. Another really interesting thing, in my opinion, is that if you look at like Vail Resorts, which is a publicly traded company, so you can look at their revenues. In 2016, when season passes were still very popular, there was about a million sold. I think that year. So, like lift ticket revenue, i.e., money actually spent on skiing, was about 41% of Vail Resorts' total revenue, and, and the other 60% came from all those other amenities. Right. You know, last year the ticket revenue was up to 49 percent and it was at 52 percent before that so in some ways even though people are going to like these restaurants and stuff more often just because they're at the mountain for longer those season passes are still actually more important than all that other stuff which is kind of different than what you see in a lot of similar industries and frankly what the ski industry used to be
0: i want to know more about why the popularity has grown do we have any research indicate you know what's behind maybe this growth in popularity in skiing
2: I mean, a lot of it from some of the ski resort owners I talked to has to do with the pandemic. I mean, what doesn't for anything happening in business still? There was obviously in 2020 when everything shut down, there's a lot of pent up demand still from that where, where people just want to do stuff. But also during the pandemic year, in 2021 in particular, people were starting to do more activities, but they wanted to do them outside. And so skiing was kind of a natural fit for that. And then yet again, another kind of pandemic trend, which is that like people who lived in San Francisco might've moved to Denver, or they might've moved to like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, or, you know, something like that to get away from the bigger city. And I think that has also had a tremendous impact on, on the ski industry, just because there's more people who are closer to these satellite type of communities where these ski resorts usually are.
0: Yeah, this is encouraging and great news for our ski resorts here in the state of Michigan. And for those of us who love skiing, Mark Dent, thank you very much for being on and giving us the overview on increased activity, revenues, et cetera, in the skiing industry. We appreciate it, Mark. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mark Dent. Listen, does anybody do it better than that? We do have a guy coming on next in our segment on Let's Go Michigan that does it just as well. He's bringing us an interesting story, something I certainly didn't know about of how the lions the spillover effect of the detroit lions great run through the playoffs makes us also happy happy enough to be more productive at work and that can lead to increased earnings that of course leads to economic impact in our region really amazingly yes it's true we're going to hear all about it in the next segment right here on let's go michigan stick with us